Most people believe that the typical day for a software engineer involves a lot of coding. However, that's not always the case. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what it's truly like working full-time as a software engineer. Hi, everybody. It's your host, Samantha, Sydney, and back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. But before we dive deep into this topic, and if you're loving this podcast so far, we appreciate it if you share it with a friend or a coworker. So ladies, what is it like to be a software engineer? Girl, that's a broad question. We could narrow it down. <laughs> If we need to. So I think what I like the most about being a software engineer is that I am aware that there are people out there that are using the thing that I created. You know, like it is so cool to know, especially like if it's like a feature that is very visible to the world and you're like, I built that. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And so many people are like using it. Like I get like a lot of satisfaction out out of that. I don't know about you all. (laughs) I do. I built the left navigation on our website, which is like the most used feature. Every day, somebody's touching that thing. (laughs) I feel you. Oh, what else I made your website? What is it like a hamburger detail that you did? No, the whole navigation, the whole like all the buttons, everything. That's that's senior software people, but (laughs) right. Senior software engineer work right there. Hello. <laughs> it's funny because I was like mid-level and I was like the tech lead on that. So I was like, y'all, that gave me a lot of responsibility for being mid-level. But here I am today. What about you, Mo? What is it like being a software engineer for you? Being a software engineer for me, I think a lot of times it's like putting on multiple hats. Like you think that you're just going to go in and you're just going to get like a bug or a ticket or issue and you're going to just be able to code. Nope, that's not the case. So you're going to get up, get into that stand up, tell everybody what you're working on in that day. You might get a bug while you're trying to do that. Then you have to actually map it out. I've learned the hard way, not to just jump into coding, but then I have to like put on my little like analytical hat and see like is this the best solution how do i approach this like kind of um pseudo code before i get in there then it's coding but the good days are when it's like you fix something or you have that site navigation and you feel amazing about it but the bad days is when you're stuck when you're stuck in there and then you are like second guessing yourself you're like i'm so stupid why am i a software engineer who, why would they hire me? But as soon as you fix it and you figure it out, you're like, I'm a genius. This is a great job. You feel I like a god. It's like a high. It's like a high oh my when you get there. Girl, I was struggling with, what was it? A ternary statement in JavaScript the other day. I do not know why I could not figure that out for, that was a good couple hours. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it feels great on the days it feels great, but, like, it, you down bad when it feels bad. <laughs> I guess summing it up, software engineering feels like it's a humbling experience. You can be very great at it, but it can humble you like that every single day. 
Yeah, because recently I'm doing more like leading code. And so whenever I get back into like actually coding, I'm like, yo, I don't remember how to do any of this. And so I also have to ask my like junior engineer, how do you do this again? But you know, it happens to the best of us. So what does that look like as a senior, like leading the code and not actually being in the weeds with, you know, the rest of us? Yeah, that's a great <laughs> question. So it's mostly making sure like the scope is appropriate for the team, like making sure that the deadlines are going to be met. I do a lot of creating bureau tickets. I do a lot of typing and like, this is what you're supposed to do. This is the acceptance criteria. Actually understand like the architecture of the system. Like right now I just got on a new team. There used to be an old developer on the team and they left. So now I just have to quickly understand what's going on try to figure out what bugs there need to be so I can hand out bugs to other teams. There's a lot of things involved, but I actually like that role more than coding. So maybe one day I'll be an engineering manager, but I don't like people that much. So we're going to have to find me a new role. <laughs> I mean, people are hard to understand, so. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is really major as a manager, you know, and then you got to bite your tongue more. But anyhow. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, <laughs> are y'all doing the same thing every day? How's your day? Let's see. So first off, I work at a startup. And so you hear the stereotype all the time about like startups being like, you either get like a really good one where you're in this environment where they're just chugging along because they like have a ton of money and they're not worried about like their next seed round or anything like that. Or ones that are like going broke and they need to <laughs> have their like product and ready to go and it's all in chaos and things. That is not the case with the startup that I'm at right at the moment. I, we had just talked about this, that we're going into open beta really soon. And we are all involved with the process of figuring out the requirements on what we need in different features. We're also all equally responsible with making Jira tickets. We have our rotations where we're monitoring bugs from our customer service, as well as from different people that are just monitoring and using the product every day. So depending on what we're actually doing in our sprint, I might be looking through bugs, I might be testing, I might might be pair programming, which I would say I'm doing programming maybe 40% of the time, then like meetings might be another 20%. And then like all the other things that might be involved with talking meetings, emails, all that fun stuff is other miscellaneous things that like is the other percentage. So I think my situation is a little bit different from how I've typically seen like people not coding as much because they're in meetings because they need to talk all the time. But I don't know. I feel good about that. I don't know about anybody else's situations though. <laughs> what about you, Bo? Well, me, it's kind of similar to what you're doing. I mean, I have like three or four different projects. Mine is government work. So what we're doing, like, because we are the government entity, we usually bring on contractors that do the contract work. So we would give them the application that we need to be looked at and they would look at the application and then they would build out the things for us but we have to have oversight of their code. So we're still looking every day at their stand-up. We're still looking at what's being um, built. But the fun part of it all, like we all love, it, we don't build the whole app, but then there's a handoff period. So then they do a knowledge transfer and the in-house developers are assumed to be able to go in and do maintenance and then go fix all these bugs. And that has been something that's 
truly unique to me because my jobs prior to this, it's always been, I built the app. So I know exactly, you know, the guts of the app. I know the inner workings of what each code line is doing. I understand it. I got to be like a mystery person, like a detective. I got to go in there and figure out what were they thinking when they did this? Why did they use this way instead of that way? Like, why would this break? Now I got to run the debugger, you know, like something like a developer, another developer might think it might be easy for them to figure out, but because my brain doesn't work that way, it takes me a while to, so what's really big is ensuring, and this is always hit on this, documentation from the other developers, highly commented code, especially if you're going to share with other developers. So we can go in there, even if we don't understand it by looking at it initially, but we can look at the commenting thing and say, oh, this line from 56 to 75, all it's doing is loading up the page and is checking to see if the user is authorized. So that's very helpful. But my day-to-day is starts the same because of stand-up, but it can be totally different every single day, depending on what the issue is. Speaking of documentation, are you writing your own documentation to share those knowledge transfers? In theory, I'm supposed to write those documents. <laughs> And they are all on my to-do list. And if anybody's seeing for my job, I'm working on it. But I haven't really voted. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, this highly commented code is documentation. Just comments in our like, code count. <laughs> slash, slash. That is documentation within a code. Yeah, right there. <laughs> I am the worst at documentation. I like never write it. But I also don't ever use documentation it's very rare that I like look up things from way in the ba- past, like what's going on. So, <gasps> no, that y'all, y'all always be looking. <laughs> Just speak. Like, is it because you're working on more new features and things? Yeah, maybe it's more like greenfield apps. So, oh, so the the past isn't really. It's not really helpful for you. No, I think one time I had to find this bug that was like in a file that wasn't touched for like nine years. I'm like, I'm not touching this file. Let me give this ticket to somebody else because. You know, that's nine years of, I don't know what happened. <laughs> My answer is corrupted and I got to build it again. <laughs> right? Hello. That's awesome. I guess I'm the only one who doesn't write documentation, but that's okay. Company's still surviving. What other skills do you think you need to have a successful day to day? Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. One of the things that has like recently saved my life is... And I tell people this all the time, but like I have rediscovered this, keeping some type of log, some type of record for yourself, even if it's like recording, like what you're going to say for stand up or a checklist or something, a developer journal, whatever it is, make sure that you keep a record of what you were trying to do day to day, somewhere visible, somewhere that is you're easily able to like look it up. So if that's in like the notes app of your computer or something, so you can type in keywords, that really helps me stay on task on the different items that I said that I was going to do from the day before. So that keeps me in place on what my objectives are. And then it really is helpful for me to have a place where I can say like, ooh, I successfully like did this during my day. And that's like a little dopamine hit for me. That's like a reward for myself because you know, when you are being humbled by code, it is going to be very important for you to go back and remember all of those wins that you had. So that's one thing. My second thing is if 
you are trying to either work something out or try and debug something to make sure that you're able to like actually translate it into code. If you are doing any type of like comments or pseudocode, write it in like a sandbox or like some sort of like scratch like document or something in your code. So you can work it out, log things to the console where it isn't like making any of the code that you need to edit. Like it's not breaking anything there necessarily unless you need it to break. Or if you're needing to just like write something out that might like take a minute, do it in a separate space, code sandbox, JS bin, wherever else you need it. Like that, ooh, this week that has been so helpful for me. It's just a great visual aid for myself and then I'm able to talk through it and then copy paste. That's it. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> I love it as well. I love the fact that you're taking notes because we get so distracted throughout our day. Like somebody will like slack me, can you help me with this? And of course I'm gonna be like, yeah, of course I can help you. And then my whole to-do list is now <laughs> in the trash can because I went and go help my coworker. So speaking of helping other people and do y'all have any meetings and are you in meetings a lot of your day? I'm in meetings a lot. And it's probably because it's more of, I wouldn't call myself like a manager of other engineers, but but it's more of like just overseeing projects. So I'm going into meetings, like there's at least three applications for one of them is kind of like not that busy, but like four applications that I'm on weekly. So I go into these different meetings if it's like we're doing a release. So I have to do the release functions through the DevOps like pipeline. Or if it's that we're just doing a stand-up meeting, I got to go for that. Or if it's a bug that nobody can figure out and we're like, we're going to pair probe a little bit. We need like two developers in here to kind of like hack at it. So I would say at this point, meetings are probably a good 50% of my day. Wow, that's a lot of meetings. What about you, Sydney? For me, so I do a lot of pair programming and sometimes that's for about two to three hours a day. And on very good light meeting days, that is all the quote unquote meetings that I would have. So, and I know that that is like completely rare and different from other people and their like sprint cycles and things. A lot of our communications are asynchronous. So the smaller decisions, like if they can be made in Slack, then we try and prioritize making them in Slack. And then if we actually need a meeting because other people have like different schedules kind of going on, or if there's something major that needs to happen in terms of a change or in terms of figuring out the different set of scope for our work, then we'll actually sit down and have a conversation. But that I think has been a really great thing for me because I'm actually focused on the code and not as much focus on like having to check in on every little thing. You know, we have our standups again, quote unquote, in Slack that is asynchronous. So yeah, I think that is rare <laughs> from others. Super rare, especially because you work in a startup. So it sounds like it's everything so fast paced. It's a lot easier sometimes to just hop on a quick Zoom. But I like that you're pair programming. You're being very efficient with your time and helping others. I love that. I saw Samantha flinch. I saw her flinch when you said I pair program for two, three hours. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> like I told y'all, people are a lot. So three hours with people is a lot. I saw it in your eyes. Your eyes like... Make sure that we go. <laughs> <laughs> we do the Pomodoro. So we like work for like 40 minutes and then we like take a break for 20. So like, we're not like just, we're not like going, going, going. Like, look, your girl needs to go use the bathroom, go eat, do something. So 
but it's not like just straight. <laughs> and y'all all should go take a quick bathroom break and come back to our next episode. Next week, we launch every Thursday. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.